The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Welcome to a discussion of radical fundamental principles of freedom, rational self-interest, laissez-faire capitalism, and individual rights. The Yaron Brook Show starts now. All right. Seven years, guys. Seven years we've been promised by Republicans that they would repeal Obamacare. Not, not six months, not, not three months, not one year or two years. Seven years we've been promised that Obamacare would be repealed. And indeed, the House, you know, when the Republicans had a majority in the House for many of those years, actually did repeal, uh, vote to repeal it. Now, now the Republicans have the White House, they have the Senate, they have the House, they're not going to repeal it. We know they're not going to repeal it because the House bill that passed didn't repeal Obamacare. The Senate bill that's being proposed won't repeal Obamacare if it even passes, if they can even muster enough votes to get even this passed. Right. So one thing is clear. Obamacare is not going away. Now, this might be what the Repo- we get from the Republicans might be Obamacare light, but Obamacare, the, the, the very essential features of Obamacare, the very essential nature of Obamacare, the goal of Obamacare, that is not being challenged, that is not being repealed, that is not, not, not going away. And, you know, you have to ask yourself, why? Are Republicans just cowards? Are they just stupid? Are they, they just don't care about their constituency? Is it okay to lie to them? What is actually going on? What is driving the fact, the fact that Obamacare will not be repealed. Now, they don't get the votes. They don't have the votes. But why don't they have the votes? Right? Why don't they have the votes? I mean, you guys all voted for these Republicans. Don't you guys all want Obamacare to be repealed? Well, it turns out, turns out that you don't. Turns out that you don't. Because what would it mean? What would it mean to repeal Obamacare properly and, and actually replace it properly? What, what have the Republicans claimed and what are the people who voted for Republicans claimed to stand for forever? Well, you know, what is the alternative supposedly uh, that we have always assumed uh, was there, you know, instead of Obamacare? Well, what was going to be the alternative? Well, the alternative was going to be some movement towards free market health care, some movement towards individuals taking on responsibility for their own health care buying insurance for themselves and, you know, allowing for a real free market in insurance, allowing, you know, moving to a system in which doctors, in which um, patients can negotiate, can actually see prices, a free market, right? I, I go to Best Buy, I shop for a computer or an iPad or whatever. I, you know, there's competition. I can, I can test the Samsung. I can test the Apple. I know what the price is. I can add features. I can reduce features. I can't do that in hospitals. I can't do that with doctors. I can't really do it with insurance policies because they're so, they're so rigid. They're so constrained. And why are they rigid? Why are they so constrained? Why do we have so few options when it comes to healthcare and when it comes to, uh, when it comes to insurance policies? It's because it's regulated. <laughs> you know, every industry, every industry that is massively regulated, you have very few options. I mean, that's, that's just the reality of it, right? 
So when you unregulate an industry, when you when you leave it free, you get lots of options, and you get you get price competition, and you get to you get to look around, and you get to uh, you get to choose, and you get to shop, and you get to do all these things. But but when it is a uh, a regulated industry, the government shrinks the number of options because everybody ha can only provide a product, can only provide a product that fits the regulations. So they're limited choices. Is this bill by the Republicans going to change that? No, not at all. Nothing about this bill is going to change that. Because in spite of the fact that some senators were quiet, that in order to vote for a bill, you know, Senator Lee being one of them, right? Uh, said, you know, we won't vote for a bill unless you de you get rid of all the insurance regulations that Obamacare places placed on insurance companies. Did that did that matter? Right? No. The uh, the, the the Republican bill doesn't reduce those regulations. This is why Senator Lee has said he will not vote for this bill. Now he's still leaving himself an out, so he still might land up voting for the bill. But he said at least, you know, he demanded that these provisions be included, the elimination regulations, and, and they're not doing it. They're not doing it. Uh, are subsidies, have they taken out all the subsidies? No, they just jiggled around and they've changed the subsidies, right? Um, have they, uh, you know, have they, have they reduced Medicare? Uh, yeah, from 2025 on by a tiny little margin. You know, they kind of are block granting it to the states, but kind of not. They've done nothing. Nothing. Obamacare is going to be a little different. Yes, they've done what Republicans are very good at. What are Republicans good at? What is every Republican in, in you know, in, in recent history, at least, maybe in all time, what do they always campaign on? What do they always live up to? What do they always do? This is the only thing they actually get done cut taxes, except for uh, Bush Sr., who raised taxes in spite of read my lips. He campaigned on cutting taxes. He just didn't do it, right? So they cut taxes. And, and indeed, they're going to cut taxes from the Obamacare bill. And, and that's good. I'm all for cutting taxes. Cool. Cut taxes. That's great. But Obamacare was never about predominantly about taxes. It's about choice in health care. It was about insurance. It was about you know, redistribution of wealth because they're not cutting the subsidies to to low-income people or, or even to the insurance companies. So where does the money come from? So they're going to cut the taxes in Obamacare, then they're going to still need the money, and the money's going to have to come from general revenues, which mean from taxes. I mean, the government doesn't have a magical place where they go to get the money to pay for the goodies that they want to give us all. At the end of the day, Everything the government spends has to be raised through, yes, taxes. So they're very good at cutting taxes, and, and, and this bill cuts taxes all over the place. And, and I'm all for that. Look, I'm, you know, the, the ridiculous taxes, taxes on medical devices, taxes on tanning salons, taxes on all kinds of industries and all kinds of things. If you, if you make more than, I think, 250000 there's a special Medicare tax. So it's taxes, taxes, taxes. I'm all good with cutting and eliminating those. But I thought, I thought what Republicans actually promised, what Republicans actually said they would do is repeal Obamacare, eliminate Obamacare, get rid of Obamacare. 
And they're not. And, and look, this is completely consistent with Trump. Trump doesn't want to eliminate Obamacare. He doesn't want to repeal Obamacare. He never has wanted that. He has constantly said, no, 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 you know, we need something compassionate. We need, you know, we'll get to this compassion stuff in a minute. We need something compassionate. We need, we need a compromise. You know, Australia has a wonderful healthcare system better than ours. Australia, by the way, has socialized healthcare, single payer, universal healthcare. That's, that's Trump. That's what Trump has pushed for. Single payer, universal healthcare. So he can't do that with Republicans having the House and Senate. So he wants Obamacare. Trump has never opposed Obamacare, which it, is, it's just fascinating to me that the electorate, Republicans out there, grassroots, are letting Republicans get away with this. I, I don't see, I don't see people upset. I don't see people demonstrating against Republicans on this Obamacare stuff. I don't see a demand to repeal. When Republicans go home, when Republicans go home this summer, are you guys going to go out there and demonstrate and, 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 uh, and, and, uh, and tell them you're not going to vote for them unless they actually repeal Obamacare? I don't know. I just don't see it. I don't see the grassroots effort. When, when Obama was around, that was a big thing for the grassroots. We, you know, we're going to repeal Obamacare. It was a big push. It was a big push, right? It's gone now. Somehow, all the energy is gone from that, right? Because now the Republicans can actually do something and they won't. So, so I want to discuss why. Why fundamentally, other than they're just cowards. Uh, what is it about Obamacare? What is it about Republicans? What is it about you, the voters? Make it impossible to appeal Obamacare. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to your Ron Brooks show. We'll be right back after these messages. Best-selling author, prolific media contributor, PhD in finance. This is the Yaron Brooks Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-8192. That's 800-600-8192. 800-600-8192. This is the Yaron Brooks Show. All right, you know, you know the special election in Georgia that was held uh, a, a few uh, few days ago, I guess. And uh, Republicans were really everybody was really happy because Republicans won, in, in spite of the, a, a significant challenge by the Democrats and all the money spent. And I actually wish Republicans had lost. I mean, they got to get a message here. They got to get a message that unless they actually do what they promise to do, unless they actually live up to the principles they claim, claim to believe in, that they're not going to win elections. I mean, if I want socialized health care, if I want single payer, if I want Obamacare, then I'll vote for Democrat. I thought Republicans were an alternative to that. But I think what we're learning and what we should have learned decades ago, decades ago, is that there's very, li- very little difference between these two political parties when it comes to these fundamental issues about our economic rights. There is very little difference between 
you know, the core of the two political parties. Yeah, the, 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 the nutty people on the left want single-payer, but I have a feeling now that among Republicans, single-payer is gaining traction. Certainly, you know, Trump seemed to suggest that at least he believes single-payer is a good solution because, look, he praised the system Australia has and he's praised other single-payer systems as well. Okay, if you want to get in the conversation, give us a call, 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. And during the break, I heard in the advertising that I have a PhD in finance, which is actually true. So you can call with finance questions, but no investment. I don't give investment advice. I do not do that. Uh, 888-900-3393. Uh, you know, if, if you're calling, let's try to keep it on Obamacare for now, just because that's what we're talking about. Um, I know I've got a call. I've got JG on the line from Palm Springs. He wants to talk about something different. I'm going to get you, JJ, I promise, and actually a little later in this segment, but, um, but I'm, I'm going to try to stay on topic. It's so easy to get me diverted away from topics because I like to talk about so many different things. But call 888-900-3393. What do you think? Why is it? Why is it that Republicans cannot, not just won't, cannot, I believe cannot and will not repeal Obamacare, that, that there's something in him. And there's something in the electorate, there's something among the people who vote for Republicans that makes it impossible for them to actually go for free market in healthcare, actually go for a true free market. Let me, let me give you some examples that are not related directly to Obamacare, but, but basically constitute the same principle. During the Great Depression, during the Great Depression, FDR passed a lot of new, um, laws that basically allowed for a massive redistribution of wealth in America, whether it was Social Security, the beginnings of a variety of different welfare programs, a huge, you know, uh, the beginnings of the American welfare state. There was no welfare state. And Social Security, by the way, is welfare. And if you don't believe that, call me up and let's argue the point. But Social Security is pure welfare, right? FDR passed all these and the Democrats passed all these. And what did Republicans say at the time? Oh, when we get when we get the House and Senate and when we get the presidency, we're going to repeal it. We're going to repeal all those things that were done by FDR. Big government. We don't believe in that big government. We're going to privatize the Tennessee, you know, whatever authority. We're going to we're going to, you know, we even going to privatize Social Security. There was talk about that. We're going to repeal all this stuff because this is bad stuff. This is this goes against the principles on which this country is based. We want free markets. OK, so when they won the presidency under Eisenhower and later under Nixon or whatever, did they do anything? No, no, they didn't repeal a thing. Indeed, uh, Republicans are often the ones who are strongest advocates for saving Social Security, saving the welfare state. Okay, then in the 60s, we got the war on poverty, we got Medicare, we got Medicaid, we got uh, welfare, real welfare, massive redistributions of wealth. And at the time, Republicans were opposed to all of it. Ronald Reagan, go, go find this YouTube video of Ronald Reagan, 1964, uh, during the Goldwater campaign, uh, you know, fight, uh, arguing against Medicare. He was great. He made a moral case against Medicare. Medicare. Not Obamacare. Medicare. And the Democrats passed it anyway, and Republicans said, okay, when we, when we get the presidency, when we get, you know, we'll repeal it. We'll shrink it. And Ronald Reagan, you know, he was the guy who made the case against Medicaid. He was going to become president one day, right? He would do it. 
He was gonna, he was gonna repeal it, or, or, or at least shrink it, or at least moderate it, or do something, reduce the involvement of government in healthcare, in welfare, in redistribution of wealth. What did he do? What did any of them do? What did Nixon do? What did any of them do? Nothing. Nothing. Again, Republicans today are the biggest advocates for preserving Medicare, saving Medicare. You know, one of the complaints against Obamacare was that it was weakening Medicare. So this is not new. This is not new. Republicans always fold on these issues. They never, never, ever actually on anything to do with welfare, on anything to do with things like healthcare and redistribution of wealth, they never, ever, ever move us in a positive direction. They might slow down the growth of the programs, maybe not even that. Think George W. Bush passed Part D of Medicare. Part D of Medicare was the biggest expansion of the welfare state since Johnson. A Republican, with a Republican Senate and a Republican House, they could have done whatever they wanted. They could have completely reorganized Medicare. They could have passed private health care reform. No, instead of that, they expanded the welfare state. That's Republicans. So I go back to the question of why. Why do they do this? Why can't they? Why can't they? You know, actually make these changes. Okay, we've got... We've got uh, Russell and, and JJ, I will get to you, I promise, but we, <laughs> we got Russell from Virginia who, who wants to, you know, he's arguing Republicans and Democrats are the same party. Hey, Russell, how's it going? Russell, are you there? Hello? Hey, there you are. I can hear you now. Oh, okay, awesome. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Talk up. Speak up. Uh, so, like I was saying is that they're essentially one party now. I, I see, honestly, at this point, I see no difference between the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. And I feel like this is something uh, people have been saying for a long time, that there's, there's Democrats in the Republican Party, but there's no Republicans in the Democratic Party. So at this, at this point, I think, I think we might as well just, give, uh, just let it fail. I, I think you're right. I, 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 think, I think, well, but if, if we let Obamacare fail, what happens? We get single payer. Because you're right, they're both the same right, party. Yeah particularly when it comes to these kind of social issues, and there'll be a coalition of what they'll call moderate Republicans and Democrats, and they'll come together and they'll give us socialized health care. I mean, that's the solution, right? The solution is to get rid of Obamacare in the name of not free market health care, which is what I would advocate for and what Republicans on occasion have promised, but instead give us what Democrats have wanted for the last hundred years. They've wanted it since the days of FDR, which is single-payer, right. universal health care, run by the government, complete socialized medicine, with maybe a private option for the wealthy, but the rest of us are screwed, right? Right. That's what we're going to get, and, and I think you're right. I think the differences between the Democrats and Republicans on these core issues are zero. There are no differences, and the question again is why, and, and, and I think more than that, I think it's the American people. I'm not for free market medicine or not for co completely repealing Obamacare. I think our, our, our senators and House members respond to what you guys want. And do you guys really want, really want free market health care? And my, my conclusion is, no, people don't really want free market health care. I don't know about you, Russell. I want free market health care. Oh, I do too. Yeah, but I don't think, 
I don't think a significant number of Americans do. And I think, uh, I think that, that our politicians are responding to us, to what we are demanding, what we want. And we keep electing them anyway. So why, you know, why walk the boat? Why upset people? All right. Uh, thanks to ourselves. Thanks for the call. Uh, we, we have to go here. We've got we've got a hard break, and uh, you're listening to your own book show, uh, where we're going to get to the fundamental cause of why Republicans and Democrats are not that different. We'll be right back after the break. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. The Huron Brook Show. All right, here we go. And, and, uh, you know, so we're talking about Obamacare. We're talking about why is it that when it comes to these social programs or these social, any of these social programs, any kind of welfare programs, any redistribution programs, Republicans are not only never actually repeal them, never actually roll them back, but indeed when they have control, they actually expand them. Part D of Medicare being maybe the best illustration of that under George W. Bush, the largest expansion of the welfare state since Johnson, since the Democrats controlled it all. And I wouldn't be surprised if when we look back at the Trump administration, we will see a vast expansion ultimately of the welfare states, of the redistribution states. Certainly we will not see, that is clear, a repeal of Obamacare. And, and you know, Trump has told us he doesn't want to repeal Obamacare. He's actually called various versions of the House and Senate bills cruel, mean. It's called the mean. And now the Democrats are using the word mean. And uh, uh, Trump's upset because, hey, wait a minute. That was my word. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with that, right? I don't know what to do with that. All right, we, we, got, we got a couple of callers. We got JJ and Slav, but they're both going to take me a little off topic. So I'm going to hold off on them. So, you know, be patient, guys. I promise I will get to you. But, um, but if you want in on the conversation about why Republicans are so impotent, impotent when it comes to appealing any kind of social programs, 888-900-3393. Um, Eight 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 nine hundred three three nine three. See, I believe, I believe in free markets. I believe in free markets not only because I know they work, and I know we get better, cheaper service. We get better, cheaper healthcare. We could have the best healthcare. Well, I was going to say in the world, but you probably get the best healthcare in the world today if you have insurance. Uh, but but we could get 10 times better. We, I mean, it's unimaginable how good our healthcare would be, how cheap it could be. Technology and markets drive prices down, drive quality up in every single field. Except in healthcare, so you have to ask what's going on in healthcare. Well, then the regulations, the controls, the subsidies, the fact that 51 cents before Obamacare, 51 cents of every dollar spent on healthcare was spent by government, by government. Now, you could say this is just about power. You know, Republicans want power. They want to control our health care decisions. They want to control our lives, just like the Democrats want to control our lives. They want to be able to manipulate the industry. They want to, you know, get all those dollars from the insurance companies that come groveling before them, uh, lobbying. They, they, they're cronies. 
And you could say this is all about cronyism. But, it, but I don't believe that. I don't think it's about cronyism. I think it's much deeper than that. Because it's not just our politicians who oppose the free market in, in medicine. It's not just the politicians who actually want to repeal it. It's the voters. The voters don't want to repeal Obamacare. Not really. Not when you get to the nitty-gritty. You, you want no pre-existing conditions? You want a real free market insurance? Do you trust a real free market in insurance will develop products that solve the pre-existing condition issue? Or do you want or do you want the government to protect you if you have pre-existing conditions? I bet you most of you are thinking, oh no, I want the government. I don't trust those insurance companies. They're going to screw me. I don't trust markets. That's the attitude of most Americans. An overwhelming, I'd say, majority of Americans, and that's what Republicans are feeding off of. They are responding to what you, the voters, want. And you, the voters, don't want a complete repeal of Obamacare and real, real free market in healthcare. I remember... Uh, during the Tea Party era, right? The signs that the Tea Party people don't tread on me and shrink government and in their constitution and the Declaration of Independence and individual rights. And then a big banner saying, keep your hands off of my Medicare. Look, Medicare is socialized medicine for people over 65. Medicare is single-payer universal health care for people over 65. If it's good for people over 65, what about people over 55? And if it's good for people over 55, what about people who are 15? What about babies? Why not? Why not just have single payer? Why not just have the government take it all over? That's what people want. If they want, if you are for Medicare, if you believe that Medicare is the solution for healthcare for seniors, then you are for Obamacare. Then you are for socialized medicine. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't have socialized medicine just for some people. Everybody over 65. And then think you're going to win the argument about people under 65 having free market health care. I remember during the discussions about Obamacare, the chairman of the Republican Party uh, put out an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal saying, we're opposed to Obamacare. We think Obamacare is a government takeover of healthcare. We, this is socialized medicine. This is terrible. We're against all of it. We're against all of it. And one of the things we don't like about Obamacare is it, is it hurts Medicare because we, the Republican Party, are committed to the preservation of Medicare forever. So the next day I'm listening, I, I, you know, when I, when I drive to work, or when I'm just driving, I listen to NPR. I like to know what the enemy's thinking, right? So I listen to NPR. NPR's very biased, very leftist, but it's also very intellectual, and, and they run stories nobody else runs. And they're smart. They're smart. So they have him on the show. They have him on the show. And what, and, and, and they have him on the show, and the thing they say is, look, how can you be for Medicare? which is socialized medicine, universal health care for people over 65, and against Obamacare, which expands you know, coverage through the government for all these new people. And he had no answer. He couldn't. He was living a complete and utter contradiction. You're either for markets or you're for socialism. You can't have a bit of each. That is unstable. That will go in one direction or the other. Healthcare in the United States today is a mixture. Lots of socialism. Over 50% of every dollar spent is spent by the government. A little bit of freedom. That little bit of freedom is shrunk under Obamacare and is going to shrink further and further and further unless you're willing to redo the entire package. And nobody is willing to do that. Why? 
Well, because we don't trust markets. We don't believe markets will work. And because we have a moral failing, in my view, our moral code, the moral code we've been taught by everybody, by our preachers, by our mothers, by our philosophers, by everybody on talk radio and everyone, our moral code says that somebody else's need is your responsibility. You have to take care of people who are in need. You have. You're your brother's keeper. Hey, you're your brother's keeper. And your brother doesn't have health care. It's your responsibility to provide it. And since in the marketplace we don't provide for everybody, then we need, we need the government to help us out. Force us a little bit. Use its coercive power to help us care for the people that morally we're supposed to care for, the needy, the people who don't have insurance, our brothers and sisters all over the world out there. This is the morality that says your life doesn't matter. You might be responsible, but you're morally responsible for everybody around you. And if they're not responsible, then you have to find a way to take care of them. It's on you. This is the morality the morality of altruism. Altruism doesn't mean just being nice to people. Altruism means that your moral responsibility in life is other people's well-being. Not your own. Other people's well-being. Morality means that it's your moral responsibility to take care of anybody who has a need that is not being fulfilled. And there are lots of people out there who have a need that's not being fulfilled. And it's your responsibility to take care of it. And if you don't do it, the government will step in to help you out. And you'll vote for it because you feel guilty about the fact that there are all these people who are uninsured. It's our altruism. It's our morality of need. The morality that says the need is a claim on us, which allows us to keep going and going and going. All right, we'll talk more about this morality of self-sacrifice, about this morality of altruism. They invite you as destroying America and suddenly preventing Republicans from doing what's right when we come back. After this break, you're listening to the Iran Brook Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Israeli military veteran and radical for capitalism. It's the Iran Brook Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Iran Brook. So this is the only show on the planet where altruism is going to be blamed for the problems in the world. And it is. The idea that your life, your moral responsibility in your life is to other people. The idea that the needs of other people are moral claim against you. The idea that the fact that other people don't have health insurance should make you feel guilty. That idea is destroying America. That is not the founder's conception. And that is not the moral ideal at the heart of America. This is not. We move far away from the idea that each of us has an unalienable right to pursue our own happiness. Only Ayn Rand, only Ayn Rand, in modern times at least, has argued that your moral purpose in life is not to serve it's not to, to, to sacrifice for other people. Your moral purpose in life is to make your life the best that it can be. It's to flourish as a human being. It's to benefit yourself. It's to be self-interested in a rational way, using your reason. 
It means that if you want health insurance, then figure out a way how to get health insurance. Restructure your finances so that you can afford health insurance. And if you can't, then lobby heavily and, and demand from your representatives to get the regulatory burden of the government off of insurance companies so that they can offer you a product that's cheap enough so you can afford. But don't, don't ever expect other people to give it to you just because you need it. That's not America. That's Europe. That's socialism. But that's not what America is about. America is about self-reliance. It's about taking responsibility for your own life, your own decisions, your own priorities, your own finances, your own health care. But soon, we're going to have universal health care. And you won't have to worry. You won't have to worry. Some bureaucrat will make all your health care decisions for you. You'll fill out a form, and they'll decide what kind of treatment you get, and they'll decide when you'll die, and they'll decide whether you're worth investing in when you have cancer or whatever. That's the world we're heading. Instead of individuals making decisions for themselves based on their own values, based on their own happiness, if you're 25, if you're 25, then yeah, you should have health insurance. But if you decide not to have health insurance because you think you're invincible and you think, you know, you don't want to spend the money on that and you're not prioritizing that, why should I pay for your health care? Why should I pay for your health insurance? You're making stupid decisions. Live with them. It's not my moral responsibility to fix the mistakes that you make. And the problem is that we as a society think it is. Oh, my God. 25-year-olds don't have insurance. We, we can't let them. Can't anything bad happen to them? We have to pay for their health care. What happens if they don't have health care? They might die. Well, I mean, with all due respect, it's not my responsibility if they die. They're the ones who didn't do it. Now, I believe they wouldn't die because there'll be charity. And hospitals would cover them. And then they should put a lien on their income so that they pay for it. You don't get to live off of other people just because you are making irresponsible decisions. But we believe that we need to take care of each other. And we, we're socialists. Look, deep down, at the core, we're socialists. Okay, I'm going to take a quick call from uh, Yehuda in Minneapolis uh, because uh, he wants to talk about this topic. And Slav and JJ, wait on the line. We're going to get to you after the next break. But Yehuda wants to talk about Obamacare. So go ahead, Yehuda. Uh, what's up? I'm back to the border, and I was a Tea Party guy, been a part of the Tea Party and I'm supporting President Trump. I don't know why you're against the health care bill. We've got to get Obamacare out of there. And we've got to have a heart because this is why Republicans lose, because they say we don't have a heart and we want to throw people you know, off the street. So this is a good bill because it just is a little bit of help for people who need it. And it's not socialized care. I don't know why you're not supporting Trump. We need to get rid of Obamacare. And, and you're just, you know, you never Trumpers are just no for everything. This would be a good thing. And what's wrong with having just a little bit of help for people who need it? That's a, that's a Christian, that is a Christian thing to do. And you It know, is, it is. And, and it, you know, and I'm going to oppose the Christian thing to do because I think it is wrong to do it. It is wrong. It's not a politician's money to spend as they see fit. It's not theirs to give away. It's mine. If I want to help people, I get to help people. But we can't use the coercive, we shouldn't use the coercive, nature of government. We shouldn't use force to take money from some people to give it to others. 
And look, if, if the House and the Republicans and the House and Senate and, and if Donald Trump wanted to actually repeal Obamacare, I'd be all for it. But they themselves admit this isn't a repeal. This is a rejuggling. They themselves admit that it would be mean if we didn't take care, if we didn't have a heart. No, politicians should not have a heart. You heard it here first. Politicians should not have a heart. The only job of government is to protect our rights. The only job of government is to protect us from criminals and fraudsters and bad guys and terrorists and foreign invaders, something they don't do. It's not their job to decide who's needy, from who to take, and to, from, to, to whom to give. It's not their job to sacrifice us. Now, I don't think you should sacrifice anyway, but it's certainly not the responsibility of other people to tell you when you should and shouldn't sacrifice and force you to do it. I believe we are all individuals capable, thank you to, thanks for, thanks for the call. We're all individuals capable of taking care of ourselves. We all need to have that moral responsibility to take care of ourselves. That's what morality is about. Living the best life we can live as individuals. Government needs to butt out, needs to stay out of my healthcare decisions, needs to get out of the business of healthcare, of insurance, of all of that. I'm for 100%, 100% free market healthcare. You're listening to your Book Show. We'll be back after these break. You're listening to the Yaron Brooks Show on the Blaze Radio Network.